The Flames blew their regulation lead and an ugly, ugly Jonathan Huberto turnover cost them the game 28 seconds into overtime. There was no quit through 60-some-odd minutes of play, and we're going to talk about the highs and lows and some delusion from some <laughs> Flames discourse here on today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. My hair is an absolute mess today. If you're watching on YouTube, my name's Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in. Milan Lucic scored, which means everything is swell in Daryl Sutter's word world. We did get to see a Mangiapane and a Michael Backlund goal, which makes our reality even sweeter. Today, we're going to run down the good, the bad, the ugly, and some delusion. Because we we do, we do love a little bit of discourse here on Locked on Flames, but make sure that you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, we are available on YouTube as well. The goals started coming, and they didn't stop coming. I was thoroughly impressed when, you know, the Flames did go down one nothing to start early, and I was like, okay, like, it's okay, they'll be fine, like, <laughs> they do love a good chase, but, uh, the then Luch scored and uh, Backlund scored. I I took a shower after the first goal. I was like, I'm gonna go wash my hair. I just you know shake something up, and wonderful wonderful things happened because as soon as I started watching, like they they started allowing goals again. But we did get to see a wonderful Andrew Mangiapane goal as well. And I thought that that was great. And the Backland goal, I do want to talk about for a second because it was, I believe it was the power play. I could be wrong, but Huberto and Backland were down low in front of the net. And uh, Backland was able to tip the puck in off of a redirect. And I thought that that was great. And that shows what happens when you have players down low and how effective they can be. But uh, who wasn't too effective last night was Jacob Markstrom. I do. I think it could have been the combination of things. Yes, absolutely. Of course, things happen, uh, especially with Chris Tanev uh, deflecting a puck into his own net. But I, I do think that Markstrom played well. It it, this is one that he absolutely could have saved. He could have won the Flames this game. Would have, could have, should have. You know, it's one of those things. But I really think that the Flames got lucky here when they, when the refs called back uh, that goal due to offside. Daryl, listen, there are some offside calls where I'm like, how do you see that? How do you see that on the ice? And it's, like, happening so far away from the bench, too. So I'm, like, sitting there with, like, my binoculars, right? And I still can't see it. But that was a very blatant offside call. And that's fine because, you know what, I, I have this saying. I hate the offside penalty or 
rule unless it benefits my team. And last night it did. So we'll take it. We will take it until one of the Flames goals get overturned because of it. I thought that they played a physical game. I'm not just talking about, you know, like fighting. I don't, there wasn't any scrapping going on, but I think Thursday's game could be a little chippy. And of course, you know, the big hits, they were, they were throwing some big hits and they weren't afraid to throw their hips into things if they needed to. And I think that's one of the things that the Flames have been missing. And I'm not just saying like, oh, like throw all the big hits you want and just get away with it. They were kind of like <laughs> meaningful hits and ones that kind of threw, kind of can change the momentum of the game. And Listen, there was this girl. I'm going to tell a story because this is one of the things that I think, granted, these are NHL players and not rec league uh, 11, 12-year-old girls playing basketball, but they're not going out there and just throwing their body at anyone, throwing some elbows back and forth. Like, there was this one game that I played. It was, I, I must have been in seventh grade. And this girl, we were, she was covering me and she would just keep throwing her elbows into me, like to like box me out or whatever. And I have no athletic ability, especially in soccer. And it, it was very frustrating. I didn't take any penalties though, but if the flames can kind of do that and get their opponents to take penalties, that might be good. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Actually, maybe stay at five on five because your power play is horrendous. <laughs> but again, I think their biggest strength was them not taking their foot off the gas. They, yes, the the Blues scored. It, and then you had a one goal lead. And then they scored immediately again. And then the game was tied. And it was just so frustrating. But they were able to keep it alive and go to extra hockey. Um, again, they did get lucky with the offside call and they kept going. They just, they did keep going. And that is the biggest thing with this team is not imploding. You have all of the key pieces you need to succeed. And now it's up to you to hold it together when there's pressure and just, just keep going. <laughs> that's all I can keep saying is just keep going. Because if you take your foot off the gas, that's not going to get you anywhere. You're, you're just going to sit there. You're going to stop moving. But if you keep going and at least attempt to shoot the puck, to pass the puck, to generate some scoring chances, you might get, get a little lucky. Okay. And coming up next, we are going to talk about Eric Francis and, I just the response to one of his tweets today because I thought it was absolutely hysterical and um, something that I think a lot of us can kind of put two and two together with here. But before we do that, I do want to take a second to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online has all you need for your latest odds, news, trends, and scores when it comes to online sports betting. Get in on the latest action when it comes to NFL betting which the playoffs start this weekend, so don't bet on the Cowboys. <laughs> um, bet a much safer bet with a more successful team like the Bills. And, of course, you know, you're going to want to head on over to Bet Online on your mobile device or your uh, website, your computer, 
to learn all about the latest trends in action over at Bet Online, where the game begins. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Locked on Flames. And as always, I'm Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. I'm so happy to talk with you guys today. And I, listen, I saw this tweet. I am one of the few people in <laughs> the Flames world where I, I don't, I'm not blocked by Eric Francis. Okay. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Okay. But <laughs> I'm not blocked by him probably because I just keep my mouth shut for the most part and just ride it out. But this morning he tweeted, Oh, just kidding. This afternoon, it was morning in Calgary, but he says, Flames are given the day off today, so the hand-wringing continues over Jacob Pelletier's status. Question for those dying to see him make his NHL debut. Who in the top six do you propose he replaces? Keep in mind, scored in two of the last three and has points in three straight. Every response to this is Lucic. Every, okay, except one, there's Dubé. Dubé, Dubé, I don't know why you, someone said, I don't, I could not care less that Lucic has gotten points in three straight. He's playing with two of the Flames top players, therefore, and before that he had no goals in 60 some odd games. Yes, that is correct. And Milan Lucic in the top six is not a long term and a sustainable thing. It's not something that you can do. And if you have someone within your organization that you can promote, why not do that and save yourself a draft pick, some cap space, or a roster player, or a prospect? Because you're going to have to trade for someone in the top six. So why not? Why not just try it out? I don't understand. I mean, I do. I do understand because it's the stubbornness and you're seeing Lucic succeed quote-unquote, succeed with the people he's playing around. But at the same time, he is not showing any sort of defensive capabilities. He completely gave up on the third goal last night. Like, I went back to watch some clips, and he just completely fell apart. And he stopped chasing the puck. He didn't, like stick you know poke a little bit he didn't do any of that he wasn't there was no defense there and I think one of my biggest gripes is we watched this man go from you know 11 like 7 to 11 minutes of cardio if that a night to now he's playing 13 to 15 minutes depending even like 17 minutes if he's plugged in on special teams so it's really a matter of, you know, again, you can move Lucic down and scratch Lewis since he's not playing great. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to try him there, especially because he is one of your most promising prospects. And if you want to win and you want to win now, make a change it just that's what makes the most sense to me because and I saw someone tweet today they're like oh you know like people are so negative hockey is just hockey it should be entertainment and it you know I I'm so glad I'm not that emotional and if these people really thought that they were were so smart then why aren't they working in the NHL and it's like 
that do you realize that's not how it works? But I I really am so blown away that a senior columnist columnist slash analyst with Sportsnet, formerly Hockey Night in Canada, Jack FM and Post Media, an author, a dad, a husband, and a kid sport ambassador asks this question. Asks it the way it is asked. Keep in mind, Lucic has scored in two of three. They also have lost the last two to not good teams in overtime. The game against Chicago should have been a straight-up two-point regulation win without any questions asked. Going into St. Louis should have been a two-point win. You should have been able to steamroll Jordan Bennington, and you didn't. Things just did not work defensively, and goaltending as well, it did not work. So now Jordan Bennington gets to go put a little feather in his cap and say, hmm, I allowed three goals. Hmm, they allowed four. Like, the Flames are not doing themselves any favors by continuing to lose in streaks. I, again, I don't care. I do not care how you look at this. If you sat down with any other hockey fan with knowledge, of course, from any other fan base, they would say, you take out Lucic and you slot in Pelletier or Phillips. And based on how Eric Francis was talking last night on the broadcast, or Tuesday night, he he knows that Pelletier is not going to be playing. He knows. It's a very similar situation to Matthew Phillips. And that is what it is. And we've talked about it a million times. There is no changing Daryl Sutter's mind. Brad Tree Living is going to have to step in. Because Brad Tree Living has made it clear that he wants... <laughs> he wants these young kids to play. And... It's it's time for him to start playing. It's not, this isn't a joke anymore. But, you know, I can only say so much with without being perceived as super negative. So I'm going to uh, wrap up today's show with some expectations expectations for tomorrow or tonight's game. Sorry, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, as the Flames face the Blues <laughs> for the second time in three days. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me here at Locked on Flames. I appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you get our show. I I don't think it's reasonable. Or not reasonable. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect uh, Vladar to start tonight. I, I don't. I would say based on the performance in Chicago and against St. Louis, Markstrom probably not so great. Although I will say for his performance against St. Louis, it wasn't like it was three goals on 11 shots. It was three goals on 16 shots for the Flames. They made Bennington look silly there, but I, I do think that the performance against 
in the first game, it did kind of go against him and not work well in his favor if, you know, Daryl Sutter wanted to start him tomorrow or tonight, rather. And you look at the rest of the week and you, you don't have a back-to-back. -back. You have Saturday in Dallas and Monday you're in Nashville. So I think tonight would be a good opportunity to start Vladar. I want to see Benning, not, not Bennington. Sorry, I want to see Markstrom go out against Jake Ottinger on Saturday and have the wackiest confidence. I want to see him happy and just like the way that he was playing out of his mind during the playoffs. I want to see that. But something else that I do expect out of this team tonight is offense. I expect you to be producing the same way you were producing Tuesday night because it's not much of a change. Even if St. Louis changes their goaltending situation, you still have the opportunity here. And the forwards and defensive pairings are the same as well. So at least at the time I'm recording, uh, I, you know, I don't see anything changing so significantly in 48 hours that the Flames have to come up with an entirely new game plan. Do they put Pelletier in after, you know, <laughs> if they lose this one tonight and go up against Dallas? Maybe. But I don't think it's going to be Lucic coming out of the lineup. I think that the expectation should be another, you know, 5-4, 4-3 game. Both teams have great offense. Both teams, like, for, you know, Jordan Cairo to only score one. Uh, Bushnevich scored the first of the night. Rob Thomas scored. Like, these are all the players that I said to watch out for, even though they, the majority of their offense is injured. So, clearly... <laughs> They either listen to the show or we know what we're talking about here. But I do really hope that things turn out better for the Flames. I hope that they are able to put up more points than their opponent. That You know, that's as simple as it is. All they need to do is get that Mangiapane, Backland, and Coleman line going. I If all the goals came from them... I I will eat a stick of butter on this on this show. Only if they win. But then again, you know, you have to look at your Huberto, Kadri, and Lucic line. You know, you want to see more from them as well because they're out there for 15 minutes a night. They need to be playing 15 solid minutes of hockey. And, you know... It, Obviously, their shifts are not 15 minutes at a time, but each shift counts. Each shift determines the momentum for the next one. And sometimes it starts out really sloppy and you're getting a horrendous first period. And then you go get lectured in the locker room and you come out flying, flying, during the second. And sometimes that's what you need. But I want to see all gears 
through all 60. I want to see it turned up all the way. And I expect a win. You almost won on Tuesday. So you can definitely secure a win tonight. And that's all I have today. I think that <laughs> uh, my biggest takeaway here is that Lucic is the player, the weak link that you take out of the top six here. Could be Dubay, but I don't think Dubay is the one you need to be moving. So it's Lucic. <laughs> Thank you for posing that question. And I will be back tomorrow for winners and losers of the week. And thank you all so much for tuning in to Lockdown Flames.